1: On today's episode, we are bouncing back into corporate exposure. The tide is strong with this company, with products in almost every home in America. This company has always been there for us, lurking on every shelf, always discreet, a company that is head and shoulders above the rest and cascades into our lives. Since the dawn of the century, P&G has taken over customers swifter than any other company. The scope of their legacy is unimaginable. The promise They promise their customers a safeguard against harmful products and give a clear blue picture of how safe their products may be. But do company promises and their actions align or is this company fix dented on the wrong things? Well, or I'll be the judge of that. Oh
0: my God. Okay.
1: <laughs> Find out how it all went down on this week's episode of White Collars, Red Hands.
0: I actually didn't know. That Procter and Gamble ma- made all of the <laughs> all of the puns you just made.
1: They make they have much more.
0: That's a lot of things.
1: Yeah, they make and they just sold like thirty seven or forty five. Can't remember, but they just sold a bunch of products too. Like they used to have Folgers, Pringles, all that stuff.
0: They had a bunch of snacks as well.
1: Yeah, but they they got rid of all their food. They
0: out here making denture glue and.
1: Pringles? What can I say? They're a jack of all trades. Master of none. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Well, welcome to another episode of White Collars Red Hands.
0: I'm Kishan.
1: And I'm Nina. And if you didn't know, we're talking about PNG, Proctor, and Gamble.
0: I'm sure that you'll tell us, but I just like to assume that uh, Proctor was one person and his partner in the company was just a horrible gambling addict and when he kicked him out he changed his name with gamble i know that's not right
1: no but i'm gonna ignore
0: what you say and believe that in my own little bubble
1: well that's what you normally do well
0: mm. if, if not for confirmation bias then i'd be sad
1: <laughs> yeah so this week we're going to talk about png uh Um, This is going to kind of reflect our Nestle episode a little bit where I talk about a couple different big scandals that they had. Um, Unfortunately, P&G has way more scandals than what I covered, but uh, these are the ones that I picked that I thought were either the most important or the most interesting.
0: Yeah, to be fair, when we started thinking about this episode, we had one Mm -hmm. in mind, Mm -hmm. and one became however many this episode has become.
1: It's either four or five, I can't remember.
0: Well, can't wait to hear more yes. about
1: it. Well, so since since Kishan already asked the question why Proctor and Gamble? We're gonna find out. Well, Procter and Gamble was founded in 1837 by William Proctor and James Gamble. Now, William Proctor was actually a candle maker who was born in England, and James Gamble was a soap maker who was born in Ireland.
0: Are these like Fake professions made up from the Middle Ages? What's going I'm on here? just a
1: candlestick maker. A
0: candle maker? Oh
1: just my candles.
0: These people are literally like nursery rhymes come alive. What's going on?
1: Well, before they had their big ass company, you had to go to a candle shop and a soap shop. It's actually very dangerous to make one of those things. I can't remember which one. I think it might it be, be candles. Can-
0: well, well, bees. Bees are dangerous, right? Bees are Bees, dangerous. What do they make? Wax. wax. What are candles made
1: out of? Fire. Well, they make fire. Well, wax. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> yeah, and you light them on fire. And I think soap is not easy to make either. Sure. I don't know. I've never made it. I don't know
0: what soap's made out of.
1: All right. Anyways, the two actually emigrated to the United States, did not know each other before they got here, and they married sisters. Their father-in-law convinced them to become business partners, and that's how Procter & Gamble came to be. They began their business in Cincinnati, Ohio, which is where their headquarters still is to this day. And in um, 1858 through 1859, they actually reached a million dollars in sales, which like back then, that's a lot of money. Yeah,
0: in the 1800s? Yeah. Jesus, were they selling soap and candles?
1: Uh, Yes, they were. Because during the Civil War, P&G won contracts to to supply the Union Army with soap and candles.
0: Oh, okay. So by their, like... Captain Planet by their powers combined kind of yes, thing. Okay. Yes,
1: and um, these contracts really helped the company a lot. And in the 1880s, P&G actually began to market ivory soap. Um, they still sell ivory soap to this day. And Which I-
0: is weird, because I thought we were running out of elephants.
1: Shh. <laughs> <laughs> They'll know about our secret stash <laughs> of elephants.
0: Oh, no, I keep them in my car
1: Harvesting them for their tusks.
0: Yeah, for soap. Not for like jewelry or any of that bullshit. Or a piano. Oh.
1: Isn't that what they would do it for?
0: I don't know. Ebony and Ivory is a song. They do make where perfect about they're, they're, They are side by side on his piano keyboards. They maybe are.
1: Maybe. They are. Um, what was really special about Ivory Soap was that it floated in water. And I don't know about you, but I hate when I lose my soap in a mountain of bubbles in my bubble bath.
0: It's not. It's not the worst place to lose your soap.
1: Oh shit! <laughs> <laughs> where, Keshaan? In your pillowcase, so you can beat someone with it later?
0: Oh, I was thinking more about like your butthole, the floor of a prison shower, but yeah. anyway, so kind of my butthole.
1: Yeah. Well, you can need to clean that thing out every once in a while.
0: Nope.
1: Okay. Anyways, what? Never.
0: <laughs> of course I clean my butthole. Jesus.
1: If you don't learn anything from us from this episode, you need to wash your asshole. Anyways. But they were highly successful and they began to build more factories outside of Cincinnati. And they also began making more diverse products such as Crisco in nineteen eleven.
0: Of course, candles. Soap, lard, lard, it's the natural progression. Fuck
1: yeah. So P&G has expanded and grown and makes some of our most used products that we know today, such as Crest, Charmin, Downy, Clorox, Pampers, Head and Shoulders, and all that other stuff that I listed in the beginning. P&G is now a worldwide company worth over $334 billion with stock prices almost $142 at the time of this recording. So they're doing, they're doing well. PNG operates in 80 countries and has customers in 180 countries. It is estimated their products reach about 4.2 billion people. That's a lot of people.
0: That's, uh, there's what, like 8 billion people alive?
1: Yeah, so like that's half like the than, Earth.
0: Yeah, more than half of the planet.
1: That's, when you put it that way, that's insane. It's wild. Yeah, that's crazy. I mean, personally, I, I do use more png products than i care to admit i didn't know they fell under that umbrella and i'm sure that you do and you do as well yes yes
0: you as in me and you as in you
1: i didn't know swiffer was a png product
0: that's what i'm saying it's a weird collection of things
1: well that was like when we did the nestle episode i didn't know they owned half that shit
0: but nestle was always like okay it's mostly food products yeah except for like l'oreal that's true. They did buy that. Yeah. And, oh, they had, like, Ralph Lauren mm-hmm. as well. I okay. Think.
1: Okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Um, But I will say with P&G, it is mostly, like, household items. They don't really venture. Like, they have some skincare stuff. Like, Olay is yeah. under the new, there.
0: The new P&G sedan isn't coming out anytime soon. Not yet. Yeah. Shh. It's
1: coming. So, anyways. But... Just like every major corporation, not everything is squeaky clean or as pure as ivory. And trust me, there are a bounty of issues.
0: You snuck more puns into it? Hmm. Did we not have enough?
1: No. Okay. It'll be over after this bit because I, I quit being creative. So, this first scandal is actually what got me interested in doing the episode in the first place. And originally, the entire episode was just supposed to be about this. But P&G was flowing with different issues. And it was obvious that they had other blood on their hands. So, in 1975, P&G came out with a super absorbent tampon called Rely. Catchy.
0: I keep saying I need my tampons... More absorbance.
1: Well, it was something that you could rely on. That was their ad. I can rely on something. Something about you can rely on it.
0: Because yeah, I gotta flow like a river.
1: Hey, sometimes, <laughs> sometimes she's she's really uh.
0: Remember in the Bible when they turned the like Nile red? Yeah, that's me. One that's my of the
1: vagina. Month. But
0: luckily with these, I can rely.
1: It's like God splitting the the seas.
0: But if he condensed it all into one, one vagina. Tampon.
1: <laughs> um, If you think periods are yucky, you should fast forward this part. Also grow up. <laughs> well, I honestly hate my own period. When I do get my period, because my birth control makes me skip. Now all of you guys know that. Um, Honestly, when I do get my period, I almost throw up. Because I hate blood that much.
0: My God, it's like the... the it's my own blood. It's the Steven Psycho.
1: Yeah. Yes, yes, it's like the scene in Psycho. Um so it's important that to note that Rely was first test marketed before we start all of this. Rely was first test marketed In Fort Wayne, Indiana in 1974.
0: Has the heaviest flows of any city in the United States.
1: Yes, heavy flows in Fort Wayne. Um, The FDA made new regulations regarding tampons in 1976, which this is part of the reason all this chaos happened in the first place.
0: It's when all the white men running the FDA finally learned what a period was. I'm joking, they still, have. they still
1: have it. I didn't even know people, men in Indiana knew what a period was. They probably don't. Oh, shit. So, um, since this product was made prior to the new FDA regulations, it did not have to prove that it was safe, which makes... Absolutely no sense, but this is America. Um, what really made Rely, what made Rely really revolutionary was the way that the tampon expanded when it was inserted. Now, Rely would expand both width and length, mm, okay? Of course. But other tampons at the time would only expand lengthwise.
0: Rookie move.
1: Well, I mean, they still make them like that. Wow. Yeah, Mm. They would get long with, and they would have probably, I mean, I know they had the cardboard applicator.
0: I've just been hearing so much about girth recently. I know. You think, they, well, you I got was two ways say, to expand. So I was well going to
1: say, as a tampon user who has experienced both, girth is more important mm. than length.
0: Mm. See, that's what I think.
1: And the, honestly, the ones that get longer, when, like, at, when you're about to change it, it literally is like fruit by the foot when you pull Ooh. it out. Because it just keeps going and going and going.
0: Wow, that was a little... Uh, a little more gross than I wanted to picture, but okay, whatever, whatever works, I guess. Yeah,
1: yeah, it's gross. I hate those ones. Um, it said that the tampons rep- like resembled a tea bag shape, and Rely claimed that it could hold twenty times its weight in fluid and could be able to hold an entire menstrual cycle in just one tampon. They claimed that it even absorbs worry.
0: <laughs> Give a gold medal to the person who thought about that. I
1: know, right? Um, if you learn nothing else from this episode other than wash your asshole, <laughs> change your tampon. Wash your asshole and change your tampon. Maybe at the same time.
0: Basically, this, this whole episode was about hygiene.
1: Hygiene. This is our hygiene episode. Do it. Um, P&G really did great when it came to marketing. In 1975, they mailed an estimated 45 million sample packs of four tampons to women around the country. And it's estimated that over 26 million used those samples. So let's be real. Um, Period products are a real cramp on the wallet. And so if I got a random package of tampons, you best be believing that I am going to use them. Even if I don't know where they came from. Okay. Just saying.
0: Just finding random tampons around One time
1: happened. I found a tampon on the ground and my mom, and I was with my mom and her friend. And it was like in the wrapper. It wasn't like used. And I was like, hey, look, we can use this tampon. And they both told me no.
0: Yeah. It's like Halloween candy. Someone could have put a razor in that thing. Ooh. Not, that would not be the good. Reaction that would not I be thought good. I was gonna get
1: <laughs> Um Well. Because Rely was super absorbent, whatever they were using to make that product expand and be super absorbent... Yeah,
0: be girthy. Yeah.
1: Yeah, actually caused vaginal dryness.
0: Damn, me too.
1: And then... And hopefully, uh, and just like Gashad, it would also lead to ulcerations in the vaginal wall when the, when removed. What's up, dog? And it would cause bacteria to infect the bloodstream. They call me
0: Mr. Sepsis for a reason. Uh,
1: but And because the tampons were so absorbent, the viscosity of the fluids were enhanced, which made it really, really for a bacteria-filled undercarriage. All right. Mm. One.
0: Mm-hmm. What? I hope none of you were eating.
1: <laughs> I uh, When I was researching this, I almost threw up like five times. Woof. Not from this part, from other parts, too. Um, one woman reported that the tampon had become so... <laughs> <laughs>
0: <This> is- <laughs> Do we need to put like a trigger warning in front of this one? I I assume I don't know what's. Ha-
1: a trigger warning. I
0: don't know what's about to happen. I'm assuming whatever this is 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 not funny at all. No, it is funny. It's funny?
1: I think it's so funny. Okay. okay. One woman reported that the tampon had become so swollen that she wondered that. Should, okay. Let me try it again. One woman reported that the tampon had become so swollen that after she used it, she, quote, wondered whether or not I had lost my virginity. That thing had gotten so huge. (laughs) And this was, like, in articles. This was in multiple articles that I read.
0: I don't think virgins talk like that. I'm I, gonna well, lie. I
1: was going to say, if she had been a good Christian lady, she wouldn't have used tampons in the first place.
0: Are they against the Bible?
1: Some people are, because only your husband's allowed up there.
0: What if, hypothetically, okay, okay, what if, hypothetically, you're sitting on the couch, okay, you're eating... <laughs> You're eating gold. It will get there. Don't worry. You're eating goldfish. Okay. Okay. A, a large bowl. Whatever. However you snack it, one falls down your pants. Okay. Oh no! You jiggle jostle. You try to get it out. Oh no! It went up. You got. You have the snack that smiles back in your pocket purse. Does God say you can't go in there and fish it out?
1: I think Pun you intended. can go up in there and fish it out.
0: Or do you got to get a husband? Like you got to marry someone to get the snack out of your out of your vagina? Exactly. This is
1: a hypothetical. Christian
0: zero, atheist <laughs> one.
1: <laughs> My God. Well, because of all of this, the tampons began being linked to toxic shock syndrome or TSS. Now TSS is a condition that is rare, but life-threatening, compl- but a life-threatening complication of certain bacterial infections. Symptoms include sudden high fever, low blood bre- Low blood pressure, vomiting, diarrhea, a sunburn-like rash, muscle aches, confusion, redness of the eyes, mouth and throat, seizures, and headaches. And I also saw something that it can make the skin peel off of your hands.
0: Yeah, I th- I mean, I'm pretty sure this is just sepsis. It's when bacteria get into your bloodstream.
1: Yeah, but they call it toxic shock syndrome.
0: Mm.
1: Yeah. Um, now, do- it's not. Huh?
0: Maybe it's not. Maybe it's. Not. Maybe I think it's, it's a little bit different. Bac- maybe it's bacterial toxins, like the chemicals get into your blood.
1: I, I think maybe you're right. Know. I'd have to look it up. I, I don't know. Honestly, there was a lot of science talk uh-huh. that I didn't understand that I was like, Kashan would know what this means.
0: Prop? I mean, yeah. that's what the degree yeah. is.
1: Now, TSS is serious and it still happens. We don't hear much about it anymore, um, but we still can shed a lo- the lining on this situation.
0: now is it really the most appropriate time you know what fine yes it is it's it's a perfect time for a pun Mm -hmm. toxic shock syndrome that's funny i will make a joke it's a comedy podcast after all we gotta, gotta put a joke there
1: i was so proud of myself for all my puns this time around
0: you said you're mad at yourself. No, I was proud. I'm about to say, I was like, because you seem to just be thoroughly enjoying. Oh yourself god, I'm crying. This. I'm
1: messing up my makeup. Oh no. Um, you know, okay. I, I, all jokes aside, I actually know two people who've gotten TSS. My what? <laughs> yeah, my aunt, and then a girl I went to youth group with. They both got TSS. Damn. Yeah, shit's serious. Um, however, the year that Rely ca- came out, TSS cases suddenly started to increase. Most women fell sick within five days of the start of their period. Now, the CDC actually contacted 52 women who had gotten TSS and they found out 50 of them used Rely tampons. Now, a bit, it, the other thing too, and I didn't explain this. The reason so many women were getting TSS was because they were like, oh, these are super absorbent. You can leave them in longer.
0: They were literally advertising. That's just what I was thinking about. They were literally advertising that they could soak up an entire cycle. So people probably tried it.
1: Yeah, well, a lot of women were like leaving one tampon in for the entire day. And then you've got all of that in there that you're not supposed to have in there for that long. Then you are taking it out and it's ripping the lining. Sorry, but it's ripping the lining of your vagina, allowing all that bacteria to get in. But now you've got extra bacteria. So that's why so many women were getting sick. Um, PNG did recall rely on September 22nd, 1980, after the CDC reported that the components of the tampons were leading to TSS. Now, Rely tampons were associated with TSS more than any other tampon at the time, but the gushing of issues from Rely didn't stop there. So yes, lots of women were contracting TSS during this time and becoming extremely sick, but in the case of Patricia Kem, TSS became deadly. Patricia Kem died on September 6, 1980, at the age of 25 from TSS that was directly linked to rely tampons. Oh damn! Michael Kem, the victim's husband, took P&G to court and tried to get 30 million dollars for the death of his wife. His attorney was trying to set an example of P&G, and that's why they asked for so much money. Now, according to the attorney, Tim Riley quote pat kem died because procter and gamble let her die they were more concerned about their product they were more concerned about their product than warning their customers during the trial G went in on michael kem and really and they were dirty i don't know why they were doing all this but they brought up the couple's sex life in court asking if they engaged in oral sex i don't really know what the toxic shock syndrome death has to do with eating each other out um they questioned him on whether his wife was faithful during their marriage, and they also tried to blame Pat's IUD for the infection. In March of 1982, a federal jury found PNG negligent and g negligent in that they offered a defective product when they put rely on the market. And in another case brought forward by a Colorado teen—oh, sorry— And this this was in another case brought forward by a Colorado teenager who contracted ESS. She was not awarded any money. But in April of 1982, the federal jury found P&G liable for the death of Patricia Kem and awarded her husband $300,000 in damages. And over 400 other suits were brought against P&G for Rely tampons. Dang. Yes.
0: And that's it. Period. Period. Do they still... Uh, what, were the, what were the tampon companies you said they still make to this day? You mentioned at least They one, have Tampax. Right? Tampax.
1: Always. It, they also always. have always, don't. but always is pads.
0: Oh, okay. Yeah. Always doesn't... I don't know. I, I don't know what I was going to ask. I don't know.
1: Always is a pad. Tampax is a tampon. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Depends is it a diaper?
0: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Any more? I'm learning. Other I'm other learning. absorbent Diva things cup? that go near your...
1: Yeah, Diva Cup is a menstrual cup. Oh, I know
0: that. You, you can drink, drink it
1: after. Um,
0: well, I don't I don't know if it'd be doctor recommended, but... Yeah. One out of five dentists doesn't recommend
1: Crest. So. Thinx is period underwear. You can just free bleed into the underwear.
0: And you just like wash it?
1: Uh-huh. But now they're getting... Um, but I just saw something that there's harmful stuff in them, so maybe don't wear them.
0: In the underwear?
1: Yeah, I don't. So I that grosses me out. Uh-huh. And so I don't wear them. Like, kudos to you if you wear them, but no. Um, I mean, there's something absorbent in the underwear that you are bleeding into. Uh. So whatever is in that apparently is harmful. Just Spongebob. <laughs> exactly.
0: So if you hear that while you're wearing them, just know it's doing its job.
1: She's got that Krabby Patty secret sauce gross all right so now let's move on to uh deforestation yay png deforestation in 2021 two-thirds of png's voting shareholders expressed that they were unhappy with the methods that png used to obtain pulp and palm oil for their products because of its impact on the planet
0: i was just it's funny in just uh Just yesterday in one of my classes, we were actually talking about how the need for palm oil is one of the largest drivers in deforestation. They're actually looking and we were talking about they're looking at ways to make bacteria produce palm oil so you don't have to deforest. That
1: would be beneficial for everyone, because according to the NRDC, which is the Natural Resources Defense Council. So 67 percent of shareholders voted that they needed that that the company needed to report on whether it can eliminate deforestation from its supply chain. And this is the highest vote for a shareholder resolution in deforestation in history. So people are like you need to be more transparent about your shit. Yeah. And stop ruining forests.
0: What are they so what what are they using these like
1: So the pulp oils and stuff the like? I know the for a fact that the pulp is being used for pads and toilet paper. Okay. I forget. I don't know exactly what they're using the palm oil for. And what's bad about palm oil is that it's actually listed under two hundred different names, so it's almost impossible to avoid. Because you're like, oh, I'm not going to get anything that has palm oil in it's it. In but then, but still. then it. Yeah. So you, you read the ingredients, and you're like, oh, cool, this doesn't have palm oil on it, in it, but it does because it's under a different name.
0: Damn. Yeah. Shady.
1: It's super shady. But not like the forest, because there's not one anymore. Good one. Yep. Well, P&G had been widely criticized for its use of palm oil and palm kernel oil in its products, which make, which we said makes a huge p- impact on tropical rainforests in particular. Um, P&G uses resources that heavily affect forests in Canada, Indonesia, and Malaysia. Now, the impact that P&G was having on these mills. So the mills, they're buying the product from the mills. Does Mm -hmm. that make sense? Yeah. And like a lot of these mills just work for P&G. And so um, the Canadian company that makes pulp for P&G's tissue products um, were sourcing wood that was the equivalent of 100,000 vehicles in just three months time. That's how much they were destroying. It's the same poundage.
0: Oh, like a hundred thousand, like like the same weight as a hundred thousand cars mm-hmm. is what they were getting rid of mm-hmm. in three months. Mm-hmm. That's a lot.
1: That's a lot.
0: That's not sustainable.
1: No, and not absolutely not. And when the NRDC originally reached out to PNG, sorry, reached out to PNG about the impacts on the habitats in Canada, the pulpit suppliers just ended up expanding the area in which their log and made their logging footprint the size of Cincinnati. Like they expanded it that much. They're oh, like, here is the dang. whole city. Um, PNG often sources from indigenous people's land that doesn't require the suppliers to obtain free, prior, and informed consent when operating in those areas, which is another issue in and of itself. And a lot of people were upset about that as well. Sorry. It's also noted that the companies in Malaysia that produce palm oil have horrible conditions. And accusations, including child labor, slavery, and rape. And I, I mean, I don't think these are just accusations. I think that these are happening. I think all these things are happening. Uh, I mean. Yeah.
0: Yeah, probably.
1: Um, Nestle also gets palm oil from these places.
0: Mmm,
1: Makes sense. Yep. They're makes just sense. little partners in crime. Henry um,
0: Nestle, uh, William Proctor, and James Gamble all sitting together, ruined in hell. the fucking
1: world. Yep. No, it's true. Um, there was, there is a man who goes by the name of Jum who was working at a plant that supplied palm oil to PNG um, in Malaysia. I think. Um, upon his arrival to the plant, he had his t- passport taken away. He was forced to work day and night, and he would have to sleep on the jungle floor. He was terrified that he would be attacked by tigers um png does what a lot of so that's just to show what the conditions are like these people get to these factories to work and then i mean he's being held there against his will he has they took his passport away he's not from the country he can't leave the country now he runs away he doesn't have a way to get out
0: why do so many countries do this this is like the third or fourth time we're talking about literally this exact same thing that we talked about with uh we talked about it with FIFA in mm-hmm. the building of the stadiums. Yeah. Um, I forget. There, there was another one where they were getting like like uh, Chinese immigrants to come in and, and work. And oh, were, where was that? They were doing the same. It was on like an island. I don't remember. Yes,
1: yes. That was um, the Jack Abramoff episode, right?
0: Yes, yes, it was the Jack Abramoff episode. So they're doing that like why is this such a common thing this is awful no it's
1: horrible and then he's not even they're not even like housing him he's literally sleeping in the jungle
0: yeah that's like you can't even build like
1: you can't even give him a room like come on it's really horrible and i don't know where he called from in this interview because they said they interviewed him on the phone but he was like i think i'll never see my family again like it was really heartbreaking it was heartbreaking and PNG does what a lot of companies do, and they participate in a trend that is called greenwashing. Now, this is a direct definition from the internet. Greenwashing is a form of misinformation often used to entice an inspiring green customer. Companies promising to be sustainable, biodegradable, or environmentally conscious sometimes fail to meet those promises they make to customers. And P G has made no actual promise on how they're going to cut their use of palm oil or their use of pulp in the in their products, but they will advertise that they are making more green and sustainable choices. I've seen a commercial for it. Yeah. and you I- go on their website and they will promote that they're being more green, but they have absolutely no plan of actually being more green
0: everyone does this it's like we started a recycling program at the office but meanwhile it's at a company where they're creating like a bunch of plastic waste from mm-hmm. whatever they're making but they're talking about how they're like employees are recycling it, it, it's disgusting how like all the, the companies will just blatantly lie to you about doing oh yeah doing things better
1: yeah it's horrible And so we're actually going to keep the theme of environmental issues going. Um, Now, if you have been with us from the beginning, you're going to remember the DuPont chemical plant episode where DuPont was poisoning the water supply of not only the entire town that they were based in, but the entire world.
0: Still scared about that episode. And it's been it's been a good long while since we did it.
1: Well, unfortunately, P&G gained another title as water polluter. So. I forgot. I had another fun there too.
0: I feel like there's more. I, I think, think there is.
1: I think I forgot about them. Um, so, the Fen Holloway River is located in Florida's northern Gulf Coast in Taylor County. It was originally a very ecologically rich area. However, in 1947, the river was reclassified as an industrial river to allow companies to dump waste into the river without any restrictions.
0: Hey. When you and all your dear buddies are out in the woods and they're like, hey, you want a drink? Let's get a drink in that river. They're like, hey, buddy. No. Nah. Can't you tell? That's an industrial river. Bullshit. It's bullshit. You can't just say a river's an industrial river.
1: Well, they did. That's not how it works. No, they did. I guess in
0: 1947, they were like, we'll call it whatever the fuck we want.
1: Well, p heard about this and they built the Buckeye Mill in 1954. Now, the plant would produce thousands of tons of chlorine bleached cellulose for tampons pads and diapers and for 40 years png would dump 50 million gallons of toxic waste a day into the river
0: but hey don't worry it's an industrial river it is an industrial
1: river and you know what if we just fuck up one river it's
0: more green what's one river sustainable it's it's not like all rivers lead to the oh shit They all lead to the ocean.
1: It's not an ocean. It's an ocean. Who
0: cares? It goes to one ocean. It's not like all the.
1: Uh, Oh,
0: shit. All the oceans are connected.
1: Fuck. Damn it. Fuck. Ugh. Well, as you can imagine, the once beautiful river turned black. It stunk and it had an oily texture to it. The river contained 2,000 times the amount of dioxin that it was supposed to contain. You have a look on your face.
0: I don't know what dioxin is.
1: You don't know what dioxin is? Nope. Figured you were going to tell me. It's a chemical. I know that. It's bad.
0: I don't know every chemical.
1: I thought, what? Don't you know the periodic table of elements?
0: That's not a, that's not one of the core elements.
1: Oh, I didn't I take didn't, chemistry. Well,
0: there's like 180 or something. I'm
1: never going to so. learn them. I think one's oxygen. Oxygen.
0: Wow, good job. Yes, that is one.
1: (laughs) Not dioxin. Well, Taylor County had insane disease rates. They had high levels of leukemia, cancer, blood and liver disorders. The residents' well water was infected and residents were actually urged not to drink the water. At one point, p and started distributing bottled water to residents. Marine life in the river was also horrifically affected. Um, there was about a 15 square mile dead zone in the river where there was no life at all. Um, there were sorry, there were also mutant fish in other parts of the river because of the blo- the pollutants. So they were so they were actually mosquito fish. I don't know exactly what a mosquito fish looks like. But they were mosquito fish. These were the only ones that ended up living, and because of the pollutants, this caused the fish to undergo a sex change. The the, Procter and Gamble out here making transgender fish without their consent. What the fuck? Yeah, so they wouldn't like. They realized that the female fish started exhibiting male characteristics.
0: Damn, this dioxin some crazy
1: shit. I'm not going to take it. I don't want a penis. I can't be trusted with a penis.
0: That's true, actually.
1: I have... Yeah, uh, never mind. I'm not going to say it on here, but I have things I want to do with my own penis that I shouldn't have one. <laughs> there are also no signs along the river warning people not to go in the river and not to eat the fish. Now... But
0: everyone can tell it's obviously an industrial industrial river.
1: Um, This was more at first. After a while, you wouldn't go near that thing. Mm. Now, you'd think that the residents would want to shut the mill down because of what it was doing to the environment. But that actually couldn't be farther from the truth.
0: They all worked there, I bet. They all worked there. God damn it. They
1: all worked at the mill. It was a very poor county. There wasn't a lot of opportunity. People saw the mill as a way to keep young people there. They were like, oh, they won't move away because they've got the mill that they can work at. And there's still jobs here. So the mill, they depended on the mill for their livelihood. And if the mill went away, the people would still suffer. And there was, it was in the 80s, late 80s, early 90s that they really, you know, people were really getting upset about the environmental impacts. And one resident said that she would, she started taking a gun with her everywhere because discussions around closing the p- the plant would become so heated.
0: Also, just so, just in case one of them goddamn transgendered fish hopped out of the goddamn river at me. <laughs> Those things are aggressive. <laughs> it's like shooting fish in an industrial river.
1: <laughs> um, Linda Rowland, a woman who spoke out against what, what I'm sorry, Linda Rowland, a woman who spoke out against what P&G was doing, was threatened to have her tongue cut out. She also said that someone snuck into her farm and poisoned her animals. Um, I'm going to give a trigger warning. (coughs) This next part talks about assault. So Stephanie McGuire was a resident and activist who spoke out against the Buckeye plant and what P&G was doing to the environment. I'm not going to go into super detail, but on April 7th, 1992, McGuire was brutally attacked outside her home where three masked men hit her over the head with a rock and raped her, telling her that now you would have something to sue them, saying that she, I'm sorry, telling her that now she would have something to sue them over. Oh my God. Yeah. It was really bad. When McGuire went to the authorities, she wasn't taken seriously, and they claimed that there wasn't enough evidence proving that the incident ever happened. Law enforcement was, a lot of the law enforcement was directly tied to the plant, and, like, they had family there, or they themselves had worked there, and... um. It was in their best interest to keep the plant going. Um, McGuire actually ended up moving out of Taylor County, but unfortunately, harassment still followed her. 60 Minutes actually ended up running a special on the case. And McGuire's cousin, Joy Towles Cummings, was also harassed. I think she moved with her as well. Um, Cummings' son died in a mysterious car crash. And after his death, she would receive phone calls warning her about more accidents if she would continue to...
0: Which, even if, even if it was an accident, calling her and saying that there's going to be more right, accident, that's right. so fucked up. Even
1: if you didn't do it, that's fucked up.
0: Yeah, no matter what, someone was making these calls and doing this. That's... Correct. Wild.
1: When P&G was confronted with the environmental issues, they said that the river wasn't suited for marine life in the first place because of how shallow the river was. They also said that in order to save it, they would have to build dams in the river and it would cause even more environmental harm i think that that's just a it doesn't it doesn't even make sense they're just saying that shit on purpose one
0: there was life in the river well right because we know there was and two yeah you already messed it up i don't know fix it yeah there's got to be something besides dams maybe right. stop dumping shit into it how about that
1: well and then yeah you know they also came up with this plan that they were, I don't think they ever actually did it, but they were like, oh, we're going to build a pipe. We're just going to build a big pipe that they won't dump it into the river anymore and we'll just dump it right into the Gulf of Mexico. It's like you're not solving a problem.
0: Out of the frying pan into the fire. What are you talking about? Yeah,
1: it makes no sense. And, we'll uh, put
0: and, it in a bigger body of water. Don't you worry.
1: We were talking about this a second ago, but it's just so shitty because like we as residents or just we as people are pressured so heavily to recycle and be good stewards of the earth and you know try to be more green and those things are important but it doesn't matter how much that it doesn't matter how much we as citizens do it it cannot undo the things that major corporations are doing to our planet without a care in the world
0: yeah some some crazy i don't remember the exact number so y'all can look it up but some crazy statistic exists that like over 90% of the waste that's created comes not from individual people but from companies.
1: Well, if they're dumping 50 million gallons of something like of waste into the river a day, there is not 50 I I do not produce 50 million gallons of waste in my lifetime.
0: Yeah, or even just like plastic waste and things like that because it was literally when the environmental movement started picking up in the eighties, literally like companies instead, uh, like got pressure put on them. And instead they're the ones that like started up these corporations that advocated for people to start recycling on the individual level because it took the blame off them. And people started blaming themselves,
1: right? It's fucked up, bro. It is. So PNG did announce plans to sell its paper and pulp mills. Um, it actually sold the buckeye mill to a private firm in 1993 and then they i don't know exactly what happened but it came back into p&g's hands and they ended up selling the mill to georgia pacific in 2013
0: gmp yep p&g sold to gmp right. yep
1: georgia pacific is owned by the cock coach cock
0: so by the cock industries guys
1: yeah it's koch it's industries Coke. um it's own so the this industry, this, this company is owned by a very wealthy, influential family who has ties to politicians and tends to get their way with politicians. That's
0: right. It's Richard Cock. Good old Dick Cock.
1: Dick Cock here. Oh, my God. Um. All right. So another trigger warning.
0: Wow. This one's chock full of them, huh?
1: Yeah, it's bad. Um, We're going to talk about animal abuse next. Um, Fun. It's, it's bad. It's not good. All right. It's, it's, it's pretty bad. I remember
0: we started off talking about the girth of tampons.
1: Yeah, now we're talking... This Honestly, I like, I like. animals are fine. I, I have no problem with animals. I enjoy a dog that's not mine. Um. I don't want to pick up anything's poop, but this really did... I, when I was learning about this, I was like, oh boy, I, I, it bothered me. And I'm not a huge animal lover. Ugh, okay. So... Um, In 2001, the Sunday Express in the U.K. ran an article about how P&G was running testing on animals for their pet food items. Now, in 1984, P&G claimed that they had stopped testing on animals. Now, when they said that they stopped testing on animals, it was on products that were only currently under their umbrella. So then any new products that were added could could have animal testing. Huh. Does that make sense?
0: Yeah, that's shady as hell. Yeah, sure. yeah.
1: I mean, it, it was super shady. Like fucking the way shady.
0: they worded it, just like got around that. Yeah. Okay.
1: Um, it was found in this article that came out in two thousand and one. They talked about how it was found that twenty four dogs had their right kidneys removed and part of their and the left kidney partly damaged, so that they could study how protein would affect the dogs. Have how, how? Sorry how protein would affect dogs with kidney failure. And all of those dogs ended up dying within a year. In another experiment, the stomachs of 28 cats were exposed so that their stomachs could be analyzed to see the effects of fiber. The cats were operated on for at least two hours, and then they were killed. Um, They also investigated how to bring obese cats to a healthy weight, and they wanted to see the link between weight loss and liver disease. Uh, how did they do it? Scientists sterilized 24 female cats. That, okay, fine. Neuter them, whatever. Spade them, whatever. But then they overfed them until they became obese. And then they put them on a crash diet. And once the cats lost a third of their weight, their livers were examined. And they all ended up dying.
0: Well, they got to get the liver out. So, yeah.
1: Poor little guys. And then there was also the case of 14 husky puppies. They're so cute. How could you do anything bad to them? And they would inject them with live vaccines and allergy causing proteins for the first 12 weeks of their lives. And they were going, they were trying to give the puppies severe allergies so that they could study the links between diet, allergies and vaccinations.
0: Yeah, this is actually all the reason why I can't work in a medical lab. So, I don't know. I actually did not know this until recently.
1: I'm going to drink something.
0: But did you know that, like, medicines, like the medicines that we all take at some point, clinical trials have to include an animal portion in preclinicals, so they have to be tested on animals.
1: My birth control?
0: Yeah, it was probably given to, like, at least rats, and then they, they sacrifice the rats, and then they examine, like... How the birth control moves and if it deposits in any tissues and stuff to make sure it's safe for humans. And you know what they do for like heart diseases? Like what's the, what's their model animal for heart disease studies? Actually, I think that might be pigs, but uh, they use beagles for some of them.
1: No, not the beagle.
0: So dogs are included. So it kind of sucks. I've been learning about all this in the medical industry recently, and I'm like, I can't like because I can't. I don't want to. I don't even want to kill a rat. They call it sacrificing, but
1: well, I am claiming that the article that was published was false. And then the Sunday express said that if it was untrue, then they could sue them for libel, but then they never did.
0: Well, all right,
1: because they did it. And I, I won't. Well, honestly, I said, I won't go too much more into it, but then I do. Um, So, there were a lot of other really brutal things that happened, including cutting dogs' vocal cords because the scientists were tired of hearing them whine. Yeah,
0: that's pretty, like, textbook evil. Yeah,
1: Yeah, and they they would keep them, obviously, too, they're not keeping these animals in good conditions. They're in, like, really cramped cages. They're treating them really horribly. Um, So, they would cut the dogs' vocal cords. I, I don't know why, but they washed a kitten down the drain. They fed the dogs vegetable oil. I don't know, but all of this was caught by a PETA spy who worked undercover as an employee from 2002 to 2003. And once the PETA information was released, P&G cut ties with this lab and sold its pet food division to the Mars company.
0: So now the same people that make M and M's and Snickers are. Uh...
1: Yeah, and PETA already hates them, but I don't know why they don't. They did something.
0: PETA hates everyone, to be fair. True. I don't agree with PETA in a lot
1: of ways. People eating tasty animals?
0: No, they. Uh, I'm fine with that.
1: Okay. Um. So all of this was really sad, but the next thing is funny. Um. Well, it's funny for us, not for P and G.
0: Why does this say Satan on it?
1: Well, you're gonna find out. Okay. Um, uh, Keshawn's gonna like this part. So the next thing isn't something bad that P and G did, but there was a rumor that was spread that um about the company in the 80s that actually almost took the company under. P&G's former logo had a man in the moon, so it was like, here's the moon, and his face was on half of it, okay?
0: Okay.
1: And then he was looking, it was like a side profile, and he was looking at 13 stars. Now, the 13 stars were supposed to represent the 13 colonies. Okay. Okay. I can just show you a picture. No,
0: no, no. I just feel like i got to get my big brain hat on for the, for wherever this is going. Okay.
1: Well, in the 80s, the rumors began to spread that the local was actually a satanic symbol. Of
0: course. Satan loves stars. Yes. Well, and the moon. Well,
1: this was because of the pas- passage in Revelation that says, And there appeared a great wonder in heaven, a woman clothed with the sun, the moon under her feet, and upon her head a crown of 12 stars. None
0: of that is the same as what this is. Well, <laughs> they
1: said that the logo mocked the Bible verse. And it was it's also. It's a
0: man. He's in the moon. It's not under anyone's feet. And there's 13 stars. They're extrapolating a lot. Well, of that. they
1: said that the man's beard was connected with the circle and that the three curls on his head were a mere image of 666. And they got really detailed in this. It, there was more to it, but like, Jesus Christ.
0: This is a weird crazy conspiracy. Well,
1: TN and G tried to get ahead of the rumors and filed lawsuits against people that were spreading the rumor because it was actually really hurting their business like people went on radio shows and we're like, oh, they're associated with the devil. People were telling their congregations not to buy P&G products. I was listening to interviews with people when they were like, well, I just can't bring the devil stuff into my home. And then they were like, well, what if you find out that like this is all a lie? They're what? like, I would rather avoid it completely.
0: McDonald's is the devil's stuff, Linda. What are you talking about? I know. That's doing way more harm.
1: Well, P&G got 15, about 15,000 calls and letters from customers concerned about this. What the
0: fuck? Dude, this is like that. This is like the video of that lady when she's talking about monsters monster energy is exact? Drink. And you're thinking like, wow, this lady's insane. That is fifteen thousand people that are were just as insane as that lady.
1: Well, okay, so I showed someone very close to me that video, and I'm not gonna say who, but um, and Does they were...
0: rhyme with your shmom?
1: Yeah. <laughs> Third person's name is not Tom. Anyways, great. um, And I showed her the monster video and she was like, she's got a point. She may have a point. No, she doesn't. I know. So so luckily, the story actually quieted down in 1982. And PG thought that the issue was a thing of the past. But this is crazy. So there was also this rumor that people will still remember today as if it was fact Because the rumor became so widespread and it was just a flat out lie that there was an episode of the Phil Donahue show where the president of P&G went on and said that the company supported the Church of Satan. And it never even happened, but people remember it as if it was the truth.
0: Damn, I wish.
1: But it quieted down, but the rumor did reappear in 1985 when the New York Times reported that leaflets about the company's relation to But about the company's relation to Satanism were spreading around New York City.
0: You can't believe everything you read in a leaflet spread around New York City.
1: Well, in April of 1985, P&G actually dropped the logo completely in order to squash rumors once and for all.
0: They're like, fine, instead we have this picture. It's a half-man, half-goat with horns on his head that's really representative of the anti-Satanist vibes of this company.
1: Yes. Well, it was found that Amway distributors were the ones spreading the rumors, and P&G started a number of lawsuits against them. Now, Amway is a market is a multi-level marketing company that farms out its sales to other distributors.
0: Ah, scam. Got it. Yes.
1: Yes. It is a scam. Scamway. Not Amway. Scamway. Got him. get him. Absolutely got him. And in 1990 and 1995, um, Amway was actually caught leaving voicemails to customers saying that PG was donating money to the Church of Satan. PG sued, and it actually took over a decade to get justice from this. But in 2007, PG won $19.25 million in a civil lawsuit against the Amway distributors. Wow. But I thought it was kind of funny.
0: No, that's hilarious, actually.
1: I was like, all right, you did all that shitty stuff. I'm glad something shitty happened to you.
0: That they won in the end, so it's even worse. Yeah, but it it's caused like them a lot of headache. It's not like anyone's not using fix a It's true. You know? Oral-B. Oral-B, Oral-B, Oral-Oral-Oral-B.
1: Well, from toxic shock to animal cruelty to ruining the environment... To Satan. Wait, that wasn't didn't come out the way I wanted it to. To Satan.
0: Wow, you know, I didn't I didn't think you were going to be able to do it. Satan. Okay, we're not dropping a mixtape. We can set right. up
1: a little. Wait, no, I was trying to do screamo. <laughs> <laughs> what was that? My <laughs> very shitty attempt at screamo. It
0: sounds like just you eating a sandwich in the microphone. <laughs>
1: Oh, a sandwich sounds so good. Um, Png has always been surrounded by some sort of controversy. Png is a perfect example of what happens when we don't regulate companies and we allow them to go about business as they please. Now, despite all of the horrific information that we shared today, not one employee at Png was held responsible for any of this. Yes, they had to sell, or yes, they gave a payout, but P&G actively ruined people's lives, and the heads of the company lay their heads down at night without a care in the world. P&G sucks. No amount of Febreze can cover the stench of this company.
0: Well, maybe if you wallow it, wallow in it enough, you might get nose blind. Remember that? Febreze mm-hmm. commercial? Mm-hmm. Nose blind? Mm-hmm. Huh? Mm-hmm. Huh? You remember that? You remember that? You remember? You remember
1: that? Well, thank you so much for listening to today's episode of White collars red hands if you want some uh, other ways to support us if you like what we do here you can follow us on social media at facebook.com slash white collars red hands on twitter at white collars pod on our instagram at white collars underscore red hands we are on tiktok at white collars red hands our latest video got a uh, 982 views so not to brag here but we're like 10, barely viral
0: 10 percent of that were likes too ratio am i right am i I right am i using that correctly kids i'm joking most of you who are listening are either our age or older statistics
1: yes um if you want another free way to support us um you can rate our show there's ratings on apple podcasts and on spotify we love a five-star review but we also love an honest review if you've gotten if you hear about a white collar crime and you want us to cover it you can send that over to our email um, at no, at yeah, uh, gmail.com. There we go. I can't. My brain. Oh.
0: And by the way, we just got a very nice review. So thank you to whoever wrote that. It made my day. I don't know if Nine has even seen it. I
1: haven't seen it. What was it?
0: All, well, we can read it afterwards. Maybe we can read it next week.
1: Okay. Was it actually nice?
0: It's very nice. huh. Yeah.
1: Great. Well, anyway, thanks for writing that nice So review. nice that
0: I was like Does this person like, "No, Nina. It's nice." Maybe also, I wrote the Their name is is um like shared tr- or shared religious trauma or something.
1: Oh, I don't know their
0: username, so I was oh, like fun. Sounds like someone Nina would know.
1: Eh, they probably do know me. Um anyways, what was I saying? Uh, unfreeways to support us is by buying our merch you can head over to our website at whitecollarsredhands.com there is a tab that says merch you'll take you to t public and you can buy yourself a t-shirt or anything you like with our memorabilia stickers stickers and i think that's it
0: tell a friend
1: oh yeah phone a friend tell them about us you're going on a road trip tell them to listen all right and i think that's uh that's it nina's that's got it. a date to go to shut so. up okay anyways
0: yeah, i mean nina doesn't nina doesn't date not well at least
1: no not well
0: not well at all you got to get to a mediocre date let's wrap this up I'm,
1: oh my god
0: i'm joking hey guy who Nine is going to meet i'm sure you're not mediocre you deserve everything in the world
1: all right why don't you go have a date with him? anyways thanks so much for listening have um, a shot.
0: Huh? You think I have a shot? We'll talk about it afterwards. Yeah, look
1: at that! Look at that (laughs) mustache. (laughs) Yeah, you got that. You got that little mustache going on.
0: Would you outro?
1: I'm trying.
0: And I'm trying to interrupt you again.
1: Thank you so much for listening. We'll see you next time on another episode of White Collars, Red Red hands. Hands.